All right, everybody. Welcome to Food Fitness Family. It's me. We'll just go with Body Shop Poppy. We're here with Mr. Beautiful, Marcus Gates. But today we have two special guests. We have Mrs. Beautiful, Marcus, Mrs. Marcus Gates, Mrs. <laughs> You know, call I don't him, know we'll call Mr. Nicole. Mr. and Mrs. Marcus Gates. It's Mr. Yeah. Marcus Gates and Mrs. Is. Nicole Gates. Yeah. yeah. And then we have my beautiful wife, Mrs. Blankenship. And today's <laughs> going to be great because we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. They're both very pregnant. Um, they both had meltdowns about 15 seconds before we pressed record. <laughs> Marcus has already gotten in trouble twice. Um, I'm gonna get this is how you should sit in a podcast, (laughs) and I think it's all audio, like, Like, Uh, welcome to my life. Yeah, well, it just takes me back to our wedding pictures, and every wedding picture of us talking, like at our like dinner table, is him doing this. So, we got we got two big like rattan chairs, like the big like backs to them. And there wasn't enough room at the head table for both of us to sit flush with it. So my chair was already like six inches further back because they had these giant backs. But I didn't lean. But being the lady I am, I didn't lean back in my chair. I sat on the edge. She got a chair. She got a chair that made me just feel like a little itty bitty kid. Marcus (laughs) is not a very good lady because he laid back. Yeah. yeah, I'll yeah. show you guys the picture was, one of these days. It was very. Fr- I was pissed about the chairs the entire Anytime time. Anytime I look at it, I get frustrated. <laughs> oh, sore subject there. So yeah, yeah. Moving on, uh, Marcus and Nicole. How was your last seven days? It was great. I I don't even. What did we do the last seven days? Well, we went to your guys' baby shower in the last seven days. That was a oh good yeah. I guess I was. Yeah, that was a good time. It was exciting to celebrate you guys and the baby-to-be. We've been doing a lot of house cleaning and organization before the baby gets here, so that's been yeah. freeing. Nice. Yeah, we got through the storage the storage of our house, which was a big project, so I'm excited to have that done. Mm-hmm. I actually am feeling like we have room to like bring the baby in. Yeah, yeah I feel like you guys like purge. Tatiana's been nesting for like ever, at least a month, yeah. so it's been like every, I think every closet's been gone through. Yep. Yes. Well, I don't have anything really to organize it. I mean her. So. Yeah, I can. The baby's not going Because we need more room for stuff. Yeah. I want the yeah. garage done. I want the closets done. Everything. Even like underneath the sinks, like in the kitchen, I'm like, well, there's bottles and this and that. Yes, like, exactly. We got rid of old pans. We got new pans. We got rid of old glasses we got new glasses we got this rid of our old dinnerware we got new dinnerware oh that's nice this is nice similar, similar to what we've been doing yes yeah. yes that's been about it though yeah not much else how about yeah. you guys uh yeah i mean the last seven days been i mean i guess pretty good i've been pretty busy with work uh i got multiple consoles signed up this week which is nice because i've been out, kind of out of the game uh as of about 30 minutes ago, we finally officially passed our inspection in Lee Summit, so we are good to go. Oh, that's you didn't read exciting. my text message? No. That's my text Jesus. Congrats. <laughs> so, okay, well, she ignores my messages, so that's exciting. Uh, so we passed inspection. Um, so now just dealing with some, a couple other things, but at least, like, we're good to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had our baby shower. We went out to breakfast this weekend. I mean, what else? I got the nursery finished. Um, we finished the nursery last week. So now we're just kind of getting the rest of us stuff on our, I guess, baby need list. Yeah. Really yeah. Well, yeah. The second, 
Yeah. Right. I'm not yeah. worried about the stuff that like she'll need like three, four months, just the stuff mm -hmm. that we need like the first couple. Yeah, and, th and this week I think I'll like get the pack and play set up upstairs because she'll sleep in the pack and play in our room for the first. That's I, mean, I think what like we're gonna year, do is a, instead of a bassinet, a pack and play. Mm -hmm. Nuna makes one that I really like, and I'm like then because I feel like the bassinet is so short lived. Like I don't it know is, yeah. our first baby, obviously, but I feel like the bassinet you're spending two three hundred dollars just to get rid of it in three in, months. Like, three months, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so so. so I found like one of the pack and plays that has like a sleeping option. And I'm like, this is way better because then once she's done like sleeping next to us, Marcus can bring that down here and yep. she can hang out in there while he's working, like that kind of thing. Well, and they break down really easily. So it's like when you yeah. travel, yeah, you just break yes. it down, take it with yes. you. I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll get another one because we'll want to have one that we take to like the gyms when we're there. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's been pretty nice. Yeah. I, I also I get that set up this week. I'll probably get the, we have a Duna. Um, so I'll probably get that set up this week. Um, just that's ready to go so honestly i mean our bags are packed so i think all we need is like the baby, the baby. <laughs> perfect well that's good though because you're going in with still plenty of weeks so that way if she comes early great but if she doesn't then you're just coasted that's nice you're not like frantic at the last couple minutes yeah no, not too much so yeah uh, yeah you have anything to add no no, no. Hey, where's your kayla where's your speaker at on your computer under the screen can you hear it can, you we can it, hear you but tatiana you're a little muffled i think you're just further away from the the speaker here let me plug in the microphone and see if that helps all right cool Before, yeah you just you i feel like we're gonna miss good nuggets of what you're saying because you sound kind of muffled nuggets. nuggets of info uno momento por favor are you guys are good. Well, I thought I spoke Spanish since you were on the podcast. <laughs> Not very well. <laughs> How does, does, that, does she sound better? Yeah. Talk again. Hello. Better. Better. Hello. Amazing. Amazing. Made of my. All right. So, um, question wise, so kind of got dive into. It. I figure we should kind of start with like the beginning of our, each of our relationships and then kind of get, you know, then dive into the fitness components of it all. Um, so really, I guess you guys want to share your story first, how you guys met and kind of the lead up to how you got the baby number two at this point. That's a good one. <laughs> it's funny. You do it. Cause I don't want to do it. Uh, so when me and Tatiana met, um, I was actually friends with her uncle through marriage uh he actually was quote unquote my first bodybuilding coach and he asked me to hire well no he started dating one of his clients um who is tatiana's aunt so and then he had asked me to hire her sister as like a favor because she needed to make some extra money on the side which is my mom which is tatiana's mom so i hired her you know we we're doing really good and like i remember like the second week i think Tatiana came in to bring her coffee because we worked at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings and it was kind of like set up in like the legends. I like the legends. So it was like a shopping center and there was McDonald's at the front where Tatiana worked. And she came to bring her mom coffee. She came in these like Nike, like uh, yoga pants and her little sexy little McDonald's outfit and her cute little visor. And I like, I, I literally stopped and I watched her walk across the entire restaurant and she talked it's to Sonia. I said, Sonia, who is that? She's like, that is my daughter. Do not even think about it. I'm, like, I'm just saying. Damn. 
Damn. And then so I was 22 at the time. Yeah, she was 17. So I hit on her for two years as a joke. Um, and we started in 2015. But what's funny is that we always say that maybe we would have started even earlier because I was supposed to be in her aunt's wedding. And I got ran over by a drunk driver the night before the wedding. So, like, I had just gotten out of the hospital. Like, I couldn't move. And I was still trying to get to the beach to, like, get into this wedding. And we were supposed to walk down the aisle together. Oh, so, we just, wow. like, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, crazy. So, actually, I mean, if it wasn't for Tatiana, I probably wouldn't even be in fitness. Because I liked bodybuilding. I liked training. Um, but I was a manager of a restaurant. And I was making okay money for my age. You know, I was making like, I think like 50K a year, which, you know, like 10 years ago was still like, okay, money. Yeah. Um, I had insurance, I had benefits and then, but I hated it. And Tatiana basically just told me to stop being a pussy uh, and quit. And if I wanted to go after fitness, do it. So I quit. Um, luckily, I had some savings from that settlement from the car wreck. And we essentially lived on that savings for like mm -hmm. five months. Mm -hmm. Uh, it got, and then it moved us to Kansas because we were tired of Florida. Um, because I was a freshman in college, mm -hmm. so like, what's that like my first restaurant industry? Your audio is going in and out still. What we couldn't hear what she just said. Damn it. You hear me now? Yes, yes, that's yes. yeah. That's okay, better. start over what you just said. I just said I was a freshman in college, so like I was starting on my career. So like, I was like, okay, I want to do this, this, and this. Well, what do you want to do? Because you seem like you hate the restaurant industry. Yeah. So I'm like, if you hate this, this much, like now's the time to change it. Now's the time to get it, like, get it going. Uh, like, like, let's do it, baby. But she's also leaving out the point to where I was working like 60 hours a week on my slow season. And I was about to go into yeah. my busy season, right. which was like 70 to 80. Right. And she verbatim said that she would break up with me because she's not going to date someone who she can't see. Yeah, right. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Yeah. That. And then yeah. moving forward, I mean, we moved here. She was going to school. Um, we got engaged on a Monday and she called me that Sunday. I was bouncing out in Lawrence because uh, at the time I, I hadn't started training yet. I was bouncing, bartending and then working at a pizza place at the Legends. She called me like 10 o'clock, like right as doors were opening. Frantic. I'm like, what is going on? And she wouldn't tell me. And I was like, I'm going to come home if you don't tell me. And she was like, I'm pregnant. Oh. And being the gentleman I am, I, I my first reaction was, oh, fuck. Yeah. She said, you could just beat then. You don't need to be here. And slam the phone. Oh, my I went, God. I went and told my boss. I was like, I need to go home. She's like, you can't go home. Like, leave the doors just open. And I was like, and I explained to her the situation. She's like, go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was scared. I was 20 years old, a sophomore yeah. in college at that point. I was like, oh my yeah. God. We were living in her mom's basement. Yeah. I was like, what are we going to do? Yeah. It was an ideal time. But yeah. I mean, obviously, you look back and you wouldn't have probably changed a single thing. Yeah. But... No, it was good. And then, yeah. you know, we, uh, I started training at Worlds three months before she gave birth. My first week, I worked 60 hours and made $6. Uh, <laughs> we were searching. Uh, parking lots for change to buy ice cream cones and when max was born i think we were on food stamps wick whatever we, we could get whatever we could get we ate lunch or we ate dinner at her mom's house because we couldn't afford food and our phones got shut off in the hospital because it was either buy groceries or pay the phone bill 
Yeah. Um, I don't think so I remember it's kind of fun. That's how you we, guys started like financially. Yeah. We you enjoy guys? telling that story because people, not not that we're like rolling in it now, but we we have a nice life, and yeah. uh, people like they just think it's always like that, and it's very far from that, or or they think Tatiana's a gold digger. Or, She's just like I don't think anyone like, thinks she's a gold digger. I no, think a lot of people that, what? Yeah. <laughs> or she just okay, mooches yeah. off me or you know, we're together, 10 years. Or yeah. Or like a message on Instagram when they don't want to say it to your face. What? Oh. Well, how about you met him like five years ago Bro, and tell me I was with him for his money. money's at. That's crazy. That's wild. I feel like if they knew you guys at all, you know, they wouldn't think that. I mean you're yeah. such, such a pair like there's not one without the other i feel like so like you there's, don't there's get, not yeah, yeah, yeah we're still very like newlywed in love yeah yeah um, you don't get that vibe whatsoever it, by knowing each other so or by well, knowing people guys. that don't know you yeah because yeah. they see you through social media yeah. yeah and then moving forward you know it's just we kind of uh when covid happened we put in literally every dime we had into open uh body shop op and a year later, we put every dime in it to expand it. And then a year later, we put every dime in it to openly summit. Uh, we've had a couple miscarriages. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we have, I guess, what, our rainbow baby? Is that what they're called? Yeah. Um, yeah, she'll be here in, I don't know, Six six-ish weeks. Yeah. That's exciting. That's awesome. Yeah, you're at that time where she could come tomorrow. She could come in eight weeks. Like, it's like. Um, she needs to wait. <laughs> a little bit, but yeah. yeah. Four weeks, she'll be full term. She'll be 37, so. Yeah, I mean, she can come anytime. That's what's crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of moms who will even give birth at 35, 36 weeks. So just really your body and your circumstances. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And still be, I mean, you could deliver right now and she'd be perfectly healthy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, she'd be in the NICU for a little bit. But like, I think I think anything before 36, they like require like a NICU for like. Yeah, just to give her a little more Uh, more bro lamp time. Yeah, but yeah, it's been it's been a wild ride. It's. We'll be together eight years total in November, and it feels like a year. Like, it's really kind of flown by. So, yeah, yeah, and then Marcus and I, you know, we met back at World Gym, and, you know, we were just kind of acquaintances. We just talked from time to time, and it's kind of weird how, you know, you link back up years later, and here we are podcasting and having babies together. (laughs) Yeah, that is wild. So, you guys been together. How long have you been together? You said 2015 is when you guys started dating? Yeah. Yeah. So, we started dating. Yeah, I would say you said link back up later in life. That's kind of similar to like Marcus and I's story a little bit. Like we went to high school together, but we hung out with different people, different groups. We both had like long-term high school relationships that like carried into college and and they did not obviously end up working out as most young relationships don't. Yeah, yeah. And But I'm glad we went through them. We both learned, I think, a lot in them. You know, we knew each other's significant others at that time, too. So, like, I knew a little bit about their relationship. He knew a little bit about our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah. And then you take it away. No, well, I always like to, to word it because uh, I used to, you know, I was selling memberships at Gold's. And so my office was right there, like the little hallway at Vivian Road. And so her and her ex, I would hear just arguing out in the hall. I was like. <laughs> I'm going to get on that before I go off to college. And then, uh, that's don't word it like that. Good once, God, Marcus. Once, once, oh, uh, God, that's disgusting. <laughs> once they, once they, uh, they broke up though, I just asked her to, to work out essentially. So we just kind of, okay, you're missing so many details. You do it. You do it. So, Such a you work out. we had a math class together Three in high school and Marcus had, had the hots on me. 
during during without without with when he was maybe broken up from his girlfriend. I don't know. You can look. He wasn't. Yeah, it was high school. school. Whatever, yeah. And so then, but you know, we had other. We went other ways. And then one time at a party, I got in a fist fight with a girl, and he was there and saw it and was like front row and center with the whole action. This was before we started dating. This had nothing to do with us dating. Yes, but I feel like those lead up to it. So he uh, saw me in math class and he was like that cutie and math. Yeah, and then he saw yeah. me, sees me at this party fighting some girl, and he's like, "She's feisty, and I like her." And then I went after I broke up with that relationship. I decided to like, I was like, "I'm gonna be a workout girl," and you know, what do you do when you break up? You just go to the gym all the time. And so, at least that's what I did. Mm-hmm. So, Marcus comes up to me one day and goes, "He goes, Nicole, do you remember me? I'm Marcus Gates," and I was like, "Damn." Because he had put on quite a bit of size since high school and all muscular and fit and everything. And I was in that like, math class, I was probably like 120. It was, yeah. It was my freshman year. Yeah. She was a sophomore. Yeah. yeah. And I was not going to, you know, entertain a freshman as a sophomore, you know? And he was so cute. And he's like, Do you want to work out together? And I was like, Yeah, sure. But I was fresh out of that relationship and I was going to go through my like floozy stage. I was not getting in a serious relationship. I was like, I have any Marcus. You knew what was there. (laughs) I was was about to go off to Northwest Missouri state, like like three or four months after that. So like, I was also kind of in that mindset too, is that, Oh, this would be fun for the summer. Whether we just just hang out and become friends or whatever else. Well, and I, and so I was like, yeah, let's get a lift together. But I was like, I am going to be transparent with this guy. Like I'm not trying to get anything serious. I'm going to go on dates with other people. Like I never got to experience that like early 21 wine and dine people taking you on dates type of thing. Cause I was in that serious relationship. So, so we start hanging out and we become just like best friends. And like, I'm telling him about all the crappy dates I've gone on. And one day out and, and we're just hanging out a ton. Like I'm spending the night at his house and we're nothing's going on. We're just hanging out. I'm just coming over late because he wasn't getting off work till like 11. So I would just crash there. And we just became such good friends. Like, I just loved hanging out with him so much. And one day he tells me, I was telling him a story about a bad date. And he was like, Nicole, I don't want to hear about any more of your dates. I want to date you. And if and if you don't want to do that, then we can't keep being friends. See, you miss out. Go, a- Marcus. You miss out a whole chunk. And that was such a crucial piece. That's because- why I wanted you to, to, to tell it. But, but then... And so I was like, okay, that was attractive. Like he knows what he's looking for. He knows what he wants. And I've kind of gotten a little bit out of my system at this point where like, I'll entertain this. Like, let's see where this goes. And on top of that, I know how much I enjoy hanging out with him. And like, I would hate to lose that. And so I called my dad actually after that. And I was like, dad, this is what Marcus said to me. You know, do you feel like, like I should move forward with that? And cause my dad's kind of a forever bachelor. And so I was like, he'll understand the position I'm in. And he's like, hands down, Marcus Nicole, if he's, if he's your best friend, that's who you need to be with. And I was like, okay. And here we are. Never, well, never. There's, there's a lot in between. There, never, there. never, yeah. never left. He had goals to go. He was going to like move to California and kind of similar situation. What you said, Tatiana, I was like, if you're going to move to California, then we shouldn't date because I'm not moving. You know what I mean? I'm I'm staying here. So we did the long distance when I was at Northwest Missouri State for like two years, which wasn't that long distance. I mean, it's a 90 minute drive. So she got to come up a lot of weekends. Yeah. I'd come back here and there as well. And then obviously, you know, take advantage of, of breaks and stuff like that. 
And we, I mean, we've had, I would say the thing that I love most about our relationship is that he is my best friend. Like I always say, like if, if all of our body parts were removed, we would still be like deeply in love because it's not always, it's not, yes, the physical is absolutely amazing, of course, but like, I just love hanging out with him. Yeah. There's some stories there, but we got to keep this PG, but Uh, I like that. I think we, I think we actually had a turning point like that one time too. Uh, Cause I actually broke up with Tatiana at one point and then we started dating again, broke her heart. The only guy to ever break up with her, but I put it back together. Uh, but I remember <laughs> she, she, um, she went to Waffle House with her friend and her ex, like three of them. And I was like pissed. And we were texting and she was like, I'm coming over. And I was like, no, don't fucking come to my house. And this bitch just walks in my front door like she owns the place <laughs> and I don't remember what transpired, but I remember being like, no, I'm done with this. I'm like, you're mine. Stop going out to dinner with these people. So he's it wasn't kind like of over that. No, it was, it was breakfast. Like you guys, you guys went to Waffle House. Not, okay. Whatever. But it's like study groups. And like, he, and- yeah. <laughs> but we eat and we study. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like hanging. Oh yeah, yeah. let's go out. But her ex, yeah, but her, yeah. but her ex paid for her, and I was over it. Yeah. So essentially, after that, I was like, "No, you're mine. You're not doing that anymore." And she was like, "Oh shit, this guy's serious." And I was like, "Yeah." And then that was it. That was love. One of the things that really like, st- like I think for me made it like, okay, this is who I'm going to get married to one day is. I have a saying, love her, but leave her. It's not my saying. I found it years ago. And I was like, this is the relationship I want. Love her, but leave her wild. And I feel like from the very get-go, that was a big thing for us. Like, you know, I was, I am the extrovert in the relationship. You know, I'm the wild spirit that wants to no. like be friends with everyone and work the room and dance on the tables. And I don't see it. Yeah, I know, right? I know, right? And, and I knew I had to be with someone that was like, that's my baby up there. Not, Oh my God, get your ass down. down. You know what I mean? And he was always so supportive in all ways of that. And so for me, that was like a big sign, like, okay, this is going to be like my, like my cheerleader, my whole life. And no matter what I do. So that's a big, that was a big thing for me knowing that, that we would work, we would work. So we never had like a lot of that back and forth stuff, but we did that a lot with our exes. So I feel like that's yeah. what yeah, yeah, yeah. we knew once we got into this, like we're not fucking around. Like if we're going to take this serious, we're going to take this serious because we've already gotten it out of our systems elsewhere. Yeah. 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 I mean, we had like one breakup where I actually broke up with her for like literally a week, I think. But a lot of ours were like, she's like, fuck you. I'm tired of talking to you. And I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Oh yeah. And then we delete each other's like, message thread and like an hour later someone would be like hey what are you doing yeah work what do you think i miss you i miss you too (laughs) and it was like it was just small tips like that like it was never like actually serious but it was funny we we didn't actually go through breakups at all but i mean anyone who knows us knows like being best friends we also we, we fight like brother and sister as terrible as that sounds but like we we can go head to head and it's it's always in a healthy way if that makes sense but we're both very like verbal you know we're cussers so it sounds really aggressive like we're not like that really hurt my feelings i'm like what the fuck did you just say to me you know what i mean like we're right. we're just we're just more of aggressive word people 
which can sometimes throw people off a little bit. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We are are very passionate people in all things. So, but I think that's why the relationship works is because like, we're very open and we have really, like we have really good communication. Right. Um, yeah, I I've never cussed Tatiana out of anger because she literally couldn't handle it; would melt down. I would throw um, my shoe in his face. Like I remember one day she asked me to yell at her, so I yelled at her, and she just started crying. <laughs> no. And so, like, typically our fights are more of like me being wrong, her going at me. But every now and then I pipe up. But yeah, that's she gets mad because a lot of she's like, yeah. "You have nothing to say," and I'm like, "Well, you're right." I mean, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. Talk to me like that. Like, I don't know what you want me to say. That's how yeah. Marcus is. He doesn't. But I feel like that communication is key. He doesn't usually come hot. But when he does come hot, I'm like, you better back it up, man. I don't know why you think you're coming hot right now. Mm-hmm. But when I start getting on a roll, he'll he'll back up. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. So my cue for Tatiana is, excuse me? I'm like, yeah. yeah. You gonna, no, you're not going to talk to me like that. Yeah. But yeah, so we've just kind of taken it slow. I mean, we didn't get married till we were 27. Um, yeah, the, the first couple of years, once I got back from, from school, we just kind of lived. We, we did just, the downtown thing. Well, we split time at each other's parents' houses. Yeah. And then we did the downtown thing. And then COVID hit. We got boss, got married, bought a house in like a five-month span. Yeah, we, we've, we've, we're, we're, we're fairly methodical people. So like, I feel like we've. That that year wasn't that methodical, but yeah. everything lead up to it was. Well, but. Yes, we're methodical, but then also at the same time we can adjust. So I feel like it's 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 gone well for us in that sense. And you know, we lived at home longer than we really wanted to, but kind of so we didn't have to have like the financial str- tried and not have the financial struggle. Right. Um, freaking, I'll never forget. I'm like, at at a certain point, I was like, we got we got to move out. We got to move out. Like <laughs> Marcus's parents are having us leave on Saturday nights so they can have their They're their private time. time. I'm like, we got to move out. It's time for you to move out. I'm like, I'm sick of... Yeah, they were trying to be empty nesters. Yeah, I'm like, I'm sick yeah. of having rendezvous in the basement with you. We got to we gotta move out. Yeah, yeah. So... That's good, though. I mean, I think Tatiana's very methodical. I'm very just like, oh, this would be cool. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty methodical people, I feel like. Well, so but the, we both Tatiana... childhoods that were, you know, very, like, you know, blue-collar... My family was on food stamps when my parents first divorced. So like I've lived the life and I, and I wanted to be very methodical to try to avoid that if possible. If possible. we're literally that meme where it's like, you go on a trip and this person's been packed for three weeks and the other person they're doing laundry 30 minutes before they have to leave. And it's like, they don't, married don't get me started on Marcus's. Half the time he doesn't even know what's in the suitcase. Oh, like, oh, yeah. did you bring this? Oh, did you bring that? Oh shit. I forgot my toothbrush. Oh, no, it's in the front. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah well so um I, th- I think kind of the next transition into this is you know how, how have you guys navigated being by by our sides through uh i mean particularly like our bodybuilding and competition preps and things of that nature because obviously you've both done it for a long point at this time i'm sure you have very very similar thoughts feelings experiences i know how tatiana feels and tatiana knows how i feel because this is actually Let the world know i think we first need to talk about how tatiana and i bond wait 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 okay? Marcus, before we just... move on Lay back. Don't you lay back. Don't you lay back. It's too casual. I think we need to talk about how Tatiana, Tatiana and I became friends because I think that's also a story. Go there. Did you? I don't remember. Yeah, I remember. Tatiana remembers. So I'm a person. Oh, I remember now. I was at Bruaha. I can make friends with. Marcus her. Sit down. 
<laughs> yes, I can make friends with a, like a fucking brick wall. Like they don't even have to talk back to me and I've made a friend, you know? And, and um, your sister, Holly and I started talking and chatting in the gym and hitting it off because I think Holly's a lot like me. She can make a friend with a brick wall. And, and I'm a little bit I, more reserved in my friendships. Yes. And Tatiana's a little less trusting in the friendship realm. I feel like we both have similar trust issues. Mine just don't start till later and yours start in the front. You know? mm-hmm. And we both have been screwed in similar situations, but, but I knew how close you two were getting. And I was like, okay, they're getting really close. Like, and I don't want to be in a situation where like me and the wife don't even really talk. Like, Especially yeah, because at, at that point we were working out a little bit more together. I think I started training Marcus and then we started yeah. doing like a lot of IG live. So we, I mean, we were together a good amount throughout the week. Well, Marcus was speaking so highly of you. He's like, I really like him. Like I see a future with us doing stuff together. Like, Oh, you just kicked Jesus. the shit out of the desk. He's like, I really feel like our really Caleb and I's relationship is going to continue to grow. And I'm like, well, I need to like meet the wife, you know, like we need to like get to know each other just a little bit, you know, you vet these people. Yeah. And the more I would hear about you, Tatiana, I'm like, I think I would like that bitch. Like, I feel like we're both the same kind of wacky. You know what I mean? (laughs) Or psycho. Yeah. And so me and Holly, Holly and I, pardon me, Holly and I go to coffee one day. And, and the next time we went, I was like, Hey, invite Tatiana, like, you know, have her come. And Tatiana comes into the coffee shop and is like, I can't, I can't say I'm, I'm just saying hi. And I'm like, I'm like, well, Holly, what's she about to go do? She's like, I don't think anything. She's just shy. And so when you came back over to get Max or something like that, I was like, okay, I need you to, I forced her to be my friend. I said, (laughs) I know you're hesitant, but sit down and chat with me because I'm telling you where you have more in common than you think. Sit down. And here we are. And now we get along super great. And I'm so glad I forced you to be my friend. Yeah, we, I mean, we, we sat there and talked for like, what, like three hours? Hour. Four hours. hours. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, what time is it? Yes. I actually came over and I was like, you guys are you guys, still here? Yeah. Like, is everything okay? Was you there the whole time too? Yeah, he was such a good kid. Just he was just hanging out. He was just hanging out. him electronics. He'll do whatever you want. Yeah. He needed a snack mid, mid chat, but yep. he was Big great. Cool. He's cool. Yeah. But yeah. I was, I was, so I feel like that's important. Like we didn't just become friends because you guys were friends. Like, I feel like we actually have a lot in common and we ha- think very similarly. And so leading into this next question, how do we navigate the bodybuilding lifestyle? I think that is something that actually really bonded us from the get go is because as we started talking about that kind of stuff, it was like, wow, you understand like what I go yeah. through. Because I think at the time I was prepping. You were in prep. And I think Marcus I was, was but maybe. wanted to get ready for a prep. But yeah. I had already, I mean, at that point I had already done four shows with him. You know what I mean? Six. I knew right. six or right. seven. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't, if, for those that don't know, like Marcus and, and Caleb have obviously done a handful of shows. This wasn't your guys' first show by any means. Yeah. So we've yeah. done it. We've done it before. Yeah. The bodybuilding lives are no joke. Like it's just, it's almost as if like you're competing when they're competing. It's mm-hmm. a lot on a relationship. And um, I feel like, especially like t- giving advice to people who are not married to bodybuilders, mm-hmm. they're going to date a bodybuilder. It's going to be the same thing. So if you can't handle it when you're dating them, it's not going to work out when you're married to them. Nothing well, changes. And I think what's cool about you guys have different perspectives on it because you give advice to people because like, I mean, I don't want to say Marx's preps are easy, but like they're much easier than like they're the short. norm. Yeah. yeah. They're he, shorter. The cardio's the, not as high. The food's yeah. not as low. Uh, versus mine are like 
fucking six months long, two yeah. hours of cardio, yeah. myself. It's like, yeah, and it affects it's like, totally, I mean, for those who don't know, like, I outweigh Mark. Well, not now, but like at one point, I was outweighing Marcus by like a hundred pounds, and like he was eating more than I was and doing like a fourth of the cardio. Like it's insane. Yeah. Um. And so it does. It takes a toll. It's like you're gone yeah. a lot, and it's hard on the entire house. Yeah. Especially. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think something that's really important, though, um, for me and Marcus did a really great job of this. I can only speak in our relationship because I wasn't there those early years with you guys, but um. I feel like, yes, it's you when you when you start dating a body. I knew going into dating Marcus, he was a bodybuilder. He wanted to do a fitness. Well, show. that was when we first started becoming friends and talking. Anyway, I had actually started because I got done with like ACL surgery and recovery like a couple months before we started dating, and then I immediately started my first physique competition prep. So she was a long, and that was probably that was my longest prep. That was like five or six months that I was doing yeah. doing to get rid of for that. So she got to see kind of that discipline right off the bat, and like this is but, my priority of it right but, now. But I think there's, because as someone who I do just have a favor for the gym boys. So I I've, I've feel like I've seen different types of the gym types in intimate relations with them. And something that Marcus has outshined all of them is the ability to balance. So like, yes, if you're going to, if you're dating someone who is bodybuilding or really prioritizing their fitness, like absolutely, that's important and that's great. And it's going to pay dividends but that does not mean they don't prioritize you. So I, I feel like as women, it's like, oh, well, we want to let him, we're, we're stuck in this awkward spot where we don't want to be the bitchers that are like, you're not spending enough time with me. But then you also at the same time, don't want to be like the doormat. That's like, well, he, he prioritizes the gym over me. He does everything. There's a balance. Like, yes, Marcus mm-hmm. had to prioritize workouts, food, all that. But every, even though he was on, a, cause he did like a macro-based diet that first time, he would come downstairs and have, because we were living in his parents' basement, he would have, you know, little tasty like treats that he made for me that I got to eat while he ate his chicken and rice meal. So like it was little things like that, that st- it, I still felt prioritized and I still felt like he was, you know, any of his cheat meals, he made sure I got to go with him on his cheat meals. And that was a date night. Like it wasn't like he did that by himself or with his guy friends. Like that was a date night for us. Um you know, I think it's, he, he would get up at 6am and nowadays when he's doing prep, he, and I know you do this too, Caleb gets up at the crack of dawn to go get his workout in. So that way at night, it's not interfering with our nighttime and we don't have kids yet. You know what I mean? So I think, yes, it is so important to like be that ride or die bitch. That's like, yes, go, go do it. But at the same time, I absolutely would not have stuck around if Marcus did not prioritize showing me that he could balance still making me feel important and prioritized while he also hit his goals and i think that was that was a big part of like every single prep is i want to improve my physique every time but i also want to improve my balance as well and like how i navigate being hungry as shit and everything else like not taking that out on nicole or the relationship or always saying no to the social shit because the first time i did it like the first couple times i just said no to anything social um, and yeah, that is something you just have to realize, like they're going to, and you get it, like they're going to say no to social things. And so like, if, if you're watching this and you're like 24, 25 and you're still heavy in the social life scene, like they're, or listening to this, they're going to say no to going to the bars. They're going to say no to all the different social activities because it's fucking miserable for them to sit there. And I understand that, but then prioritize a date night for me and you that fits in your macros or doesn't revolve around food. I mean, we went to so many coffee shops. Like we did like a coffee shop tour during, we always do that during his, his 
his preps because he can get a black coffee. It has no calories. I can get a tasty latte. We can sit there, you know what I mean? And have a different right. experience. So that's just my biggest thing. Like, I feel like it is so important to like, yes, let them do their thing, but also you, especially from the get go, because you can't in the very beginning, you can't just let them gym, 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 and not prioritize you. And then two years later, they're doing a show and you're bitching because they're not prioritizing you. It's like, what do you right. expect? You know what I mean? So, yeah, so like, say what you were going to say. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like that actually, it, it was good that I heard you first because um, we had a little bit different of experience. <laughs> um, I okay. it was like good, really bad. And, then, and now it's great. Now it's great. But um, Caleb, are his first prep with me. Um, I started with them. I think I started prep six months into our relationship. Yeah. And like, it was kind of new to me because like, yes, I worked out, but I didn't understand what bodybuilding was or I had never been to a show. And I was like, okay, cool. He works out. And then he steps on stage. So I was like, mm, no, that's not it. <laughs> There's a lot more to it. Yeah. So I had, I was adjusting there. And then afterwards, after we got through with the show, you know, like, I was like, okay, wow, this is a lot, but you know, if this is something you love, we can do it. And then we found out we were pregnant and we had Bubba yep. and then everything changed in our lives as it does with most people when you have kids. Um, and then he kind of like regressed and he did a show what when he was six months. No. So it, it was my mistake and, and it, it almost ended us. I mean, yeah. this was like probably the biggest, almost breaking point of our relationship. Yeah. I started prep when he was six months old. Um, I was training at Worlds. I was doing probably like 60 sessions a week. So I was like already working from like 6 a.m. to noon and then 4 to 8. Which you need to provide for your family. Because Tatiana was going to school. I mean, we were like, I you mean, a lot on your we're, plate we're talking barely making it. That. And then my dumb ass was like, I'm going to do a show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was like up early. I wasn't helping with the baby. There's a lot that when I was home in the middle of the day, I was exhausted. So I was napping. And then, and then because I, I didn't think of them, I would get done with clients at eight. I would stay and do my last hour of cardio. I get home at like nine, nine 30. Mm -hmm. And I just was not there. Yeah. Uh, he missed a lot in Bubba's, uh, first year of life for sure. Yeah. I mean, um, at one point he was like almost a year old and I tried to feed him something and I didn't even know he didn't like it. I was like, he doesn't even, I was like, I actually got like really emotional about it. Yeah. It's just, it, it was a lot on the family, but that's something that also can happen with a, a, being a bodybuilder wife or girlfriend is that when changes happen in your personal life, it can also change in the bodybuilding world as well. So it affects both. Um, but you know, we got through it. It's fine. Like, uh, I think he at the corrected. end of it, he correct. Right. Right? It, it was a, it was a rough, it was a rough couple months. Like it was a very big come to Jesus meeting on that car ride home from Wichita. Yeah. Cause I waited until after he was done. A yes. lot of tears were shed. Yeah. Um, and it was a, it was a rocky couple months, yeah. um, but it got corrected. Right. Yeah. I talked to him all the way back. Cause I didn't want to like stress him out. Cause I know how stress can like make you like look bloated or watery. And it's like, it can really do a lot to your physique. So I was like, okay, well he's worked this hard to get like, this far so i'm just gonna wait until after he's done and just give it to I'll him have that talk with me on the way to my my pro debut yeah don't don't yeah, nicole don't doesn't like it. the way she gives it to him right before he gets on stage don't <laughs> get, get it twisted on a drive to minnesota issues as well with it that i fucking it gets to a point it gets to a point in the prep though where you're like 
because they become so rigid, right? So like everything is to a schedule, to a Especially plan. Especially during the last month. <laughs> and I can't live like that. Like I like to be methodical and I like to be planned, but I also like to like have a little bit of flexibility. But it was getting to the point where like, Mar- it would be, because we go to bed at the same time. It's just something we've always done. And it, we just, it just is our thing. But we get in bed and it's like our bonding time. We watch TV, we fuck around, we, you know, whatever. And and it was getting to the point where like nine o'clock would hit and he'd be like, okay, turn your light off. I'm going to bed. And I'm like, excuse me? Like, so like that kind of, sh- it, it became where like he was micromanaging me because he was micromanaging himself so heavy. And that is what weighs on me in every prep is when I start to become micromanaged because he's micromanaging himself so heavily. Yeah, I, th- I think the best thing that I've or we've tried to do in my late preps and like, I don't even know if I'll ever do another show is and we still do this now before we go to bed, we go, what's your day like tomorrow? Well, what's your day like tomorrow? And it's yeah. like, we try to plan our day accordingly. So yeah, when I'm prepping, I try to be like, okay, we have this, this, and this. Okay, well, I'm gonna, I'll get up at this time. I'll do this. And so I can be done by yeah. this. We're going to go. Yeah. Um, oh, communication to is try to communication and yeah, you know, with, with the social aspects, Tatiana is actually amazing about giving me outs. She's like, I know you're tired. You can stay home if you want to. And it's like, I do my best uh to not do that and go but like she knows that like if i ever take her up on that and i stay home that like i'm basically on the verge of death like (laughs) if i I say no because i know how important it is to her uh and and not only that but it's like she's my person so you know there there are times where it's like i don't i i don't want you to talk to me i don't want to talk to you i I just want to sit here yeah oh i'm like we're both only children you don't have to tell us that that's us not in prep like that is sometimes Tatiana talks like the entire day. I'm a talker. The entire day. Yeah. And then yeah, eventually she'll look at me and she'll like kind of just see my face. She's like, okay, oh. I'm like, no, you're fine. Sunday, you're not really there. Almost any given Sunday between the hours of four and seven, we are sitting on the couch together, but together doing very opposite things, not speaking for that entire three hours, but we're together. But it's like our, I, that's just, that's our relation. That's who we are as humans being yeah. only children. Like, we both have to have that time where like we talk each other's ears off, but at the same time, yeah, especially in prep. I mean, you just need time where like you can just turn your brain off. Uh-huh. Yes. One, yeah, it's yeah. hard because it's like, I, like Nicole, I know you work in customer service too, but it's like, I yeah. think with what me and Marcus do, it's like, we're just, it's a constant talk to somebody. And it's like, you know, on any given day, you have 50 to 60 conversations through text message, phone calls. Oh in the in-person no, stuff and it's like you're a therapist to everyone that comes in and it's like marcus I'm is just... a portion of that compared to what i do not only the face of the company going on the news yeah, you do a lot media. i love it but yes by time i get by time i get home like i i have to like take that skin off and like shed it to the side and be like that and like immense. literally yeah let my soul release yeah, I like after my yes. check-in days, there are literally times where I come home and I like throw my phone on the counter and I'm like, I'm done. Like, I yes, can't. I yes. can't, I can't yes. talk to one person. Yeah, but I think that's super normal, especially with extroverted, introverted people. You know what I mean? Like, I can wear both hats, so like I can be this crazy extrovert, but at the same time, I'm an, I my soul sometimes is introverted, and like my days off because being retail, I have weird days off. So Tuesday, I'm off today, and I. 
don't like to talk to Marcus. Like that's a day that like, this is rare that we're sitting in the same room. Like well, this I is like why we're doing it at like almost noon and not 8 a.m. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> like I like to do my own thing on Tuesday. I don't like to talk to anyone. I don't really text anyone. Like Tuesdays are, yeah. And I think that's important in one in a relationship to have a day where like you can, and I'm interested to, as we have a child, like once she gets here, like how that is going to change. And I think that as she ages, that's going to ebb and flow, obviously. Um, but that's something that we have tried to start already kind of communicating about is like how, how, and I don't think we're going to even know, but I think it's important to both of us to still try to maintain glimpses of that. I understand it won't probably be a full day anymore, but like still maintaining glimpses of me having alone time and him having alone time once she gets here because I think that's how we are, we show up best, whether we're in prep, he's in prep, we're not in whatever, no matter what, that's how we show up best as humans. Is it's having hard. I, th- I just think it takes a lot of trial and error. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Finding the schedule that works for you. But yeah, that is. Like Tatiana that- hates alone time. Like she doesn't want to be alone. Like Max has been gone for like 24 hours and she's like losing her mind. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like Listen, well, I was made to be a mother. I don't think really any of us ever get alone time. Like I don't remember the last time I was like alone. Well, I'm alone all the time. <laughs> She's like, this is why she hates it. She's alone all the time. Yeah, I feel like if I'm if I'm not with my kid, like I get alone time a lot now because he's in school. Yeah. So older. right. So now that he's in kindergarten and he's doing his thing, like um during the day, I'm like, okay, now what? So I keep myself busy with like errands and going to the grocery store and this and that. But I, yeah. Alone time is hard for me. Yeah. I just like to be with my kid or with my husband. Yeah. I that way. I get it. And I feel that way 80% of the time, 20% of the time though. Yeah. My alone time is honestly after eight o'clock. Once eight o'clock hits, I am done. I want to take yeah. a bath by myself. I want yeah. to do my hair routine. Yeah, usually, read a book. Yeah, usually like, at yeah. that point, like I've been home for a little bit and me and Max will cuddle on the couch, watch TV. I'm like, bye. And then she'll go upstairs and kind of disappear for like hours, a couple hours, like nine to at least an hour. You do like alone time. You just like it at night. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Not so much now since she's pregnant because she can't be in the bath as hot. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, But yeah, then normally like she'll be alone and then I'll get in bed and I guess I'll have like 30 minutes. Yeah. Typically, I'm probably still working. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then we get in bed and we watch TV together. I'll play with her hair. We'll talk about our days. And then that's yeah. about it. That's kind of like our bedtime. That's why we get in bed around the, around the same time. You know what I mean? Because it's like our bonding time. And I think that'll pay dividends moving forward with a kid. Because I think when the kid goes to bed, we have already we already are in that routine of us getting together and hanging out at that time frame. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So we'll see. But um, so like... I feel like maybe that's a good leeway into the next question. Like what pressures have I'm reading up here? What, what pressures have we felt along the way, Tatiana? Yeah. So like being, so I know. You said me and you answered. Well, because I'm like, when I sent it to Marcus, I meant like, like since what, with what we do for work, it's like, I feel like it comes with like different pressures. So it's, well, how, how, how have you felt bodybuilding? Yeah. Like, do you, like, I know Tatiana has felt a lot of pressure in her fitness journey. And honestly, I ruined fitness for her for a long time. So what, not like I was like, eh, fuck you, you can't work out, but it was like, it just ruined things for her. Um, so like what challenges like have you guys faced and do you feel 
uh, like you have to do a certain, you have to look a certain way or do a certain type of thing uh, because of, you know, like maybe Marcus feels like he can't dress like shit because you're good at fashion. I was going to say, I think for us personally, like the pressure started with my career before it started with his career um, and his like journey because we met and we both were in the fitness world. Um, but yeah, like when, like, I think, I mean, when I first met Marcus, met, met Marcus, I got it more intimate with him. He was very much like stage fright. Like you would never catch him doing this. Like, and I was like, you got to build that because, you know, a lot of people in the city know who I am, know me because of my career. So like, when we run into people, you can't just stand behind me. Like you gotta, you got a whole conversation. Like I need you to, and And that's, I didn't know that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So like something with Marcus and I is, I feel like that we, we didn't really share initially in the beginning is like, I held him to a lot of pressure in the beginning and not even held him to a lot of pressure, but I think he maybe felt more pressure in the beginning. Just more opportunities than what I would have had otherwise to be in certain situations yeah because it might one of the wonderful things with my job is it comes with a lot of connections a lot of people um, a lot of different walks of life so so we that was a little bit of i'm like you know yeah and you need to not necessarily dress bad but dress presentable you know if, when we're going to go out um you know carry yourself presentably but when i kind of went through a phase in life tatiana and i have talked about this we are kind of like this with our fitness journey where you boys are more just constantly kind of steady state. Um, you know, I do, I constantly get prior to being pregnant. Everyone just assumes I'm just a big workout girl. And it's so funny to me because I'm like, (laughs) "Ah, you see my logins. Like I don't get to the gym that often. And I go through different phases. And like in this phase in my life, it's not about the way my body looks. It's about the way my, my mind feels so like I have really prioritized my time going to like therapy and and working on my mental health as opposed to my body because I was finding like for me, I was working so hard on my body to not work on my my mind. So the pressure of people assuming I'm a fitness girl, especially now that I'm pregnant and my body is changing in ways it's never changed before. Yeah, it's different. I mean, it's definitely different, but he has never pressured me. The only thing Marcus has ever pressured me on two things is my water intake. And I think that is something that you should be pressured on if you're not getting enough water. So I'm really thankful that he now has me, you know, carry around this big old fucker everywhere I go. And that last Tatiana like a month and a half. Yeah, I get close. I get close to hundred ounces a day, if not more nowadays. And I'm a water girl now and I'm real pushy about it to other people now. So he has converted me in that, which I, I appreciate. There's nothing wrong with having your significant other drink more water. Um, and then I went through a lot of gut health problems. Um, so I had to go like gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free and alcohol-free for, oh, wow. yes, for six <laughs> months to like clear out the stuff that was going on. And he was incredibly supportive in that, incredibly supportive, helping me make meals, all kinds of things. But when I would slip up and like, and in that six months, I didn't slip up. But before I finally made that decision to rip that bandaid off and just do it, he would be like, Nicole, why are you, why are you choosing to get dessert when you know that's going to fuck your stomach up? Like, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. You're eating this dessert. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make me love you any less. He's like, but you are going to talk to me all day tomorrow about how you're constipated now and your stomach hurts. And I want you to make better choices for yourself because, 
of how, where your stomach is at, not necessarily what I was consuming. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I won't let Tatiana eat McDonald's because I know it jacks her stomach up and yeah. I'm going to have to hear about it all day. How yes. much yes. pain she is. Yes. I'm like, stop eating it. She's like, can we go to McDonald's? Absolutely not. We're not. Yeah. I don't know why. It just, it trashes me every time. So, trash food. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Taco Bell. Taco Bell destroyed my stomach. Oh my God. Yeah. When we moved here, Tatiana worked uh, like five or six days a week at McDonald's and she would eat, she ate McDonald's like every day. Like I remember at one point she told me what she ate and it gave it shit. And I was like, you are disgusting. Like, how do you eat that much? But I look great. But you look yeah, great. Yeah. I was like, she told me what she ate and I was like, you could just see my face. It was the fastest metabolism. It, it was. But when we moved here, she actually like went through withdrawals. And so yeah, she yeah. would start to feel really shitty. And that we, was me we with sugar. had, we had to wean her off of McDonald's. Yep. She physically get ill. That was me with sugar. Here. I would get like fucking angry. Like I need uh-huh. some sugar. Yep. But Tatiana, I know just from our conversations, like your journey has been different because Caleb does have a gym and like, you're more face to face with people than I am. And like most of Marcus's clients I've never met. I mean, I know I, somewhat know who they are they somewhat know who I am if I see them on social media but like I don't run into Marcus's clients so like I don't get I don't I think we have a different experience with that just a little bit because you guys have a gym you see people face to face constantly right first of all we have two gyms oh pardon me pardon me two gyms two gyms we're officially occupancy okay yeah so it's been a big roller coaster kind of like you said um when it comes to the fitness world for me um I was actually really into fitness whenever we met I loved working out just for like the health benefits and I kind of how we started I asked her for a day pass to her gym yeah I just um I really liked going to the gym I like to do cardio like it was really weird like I just liked it and then Little by little, he would make like these small comments like, oh, you're not doing that right. Or I mean, this is why your back hurts. And I'm like, don't tell me what to do. No, I oh, would yeah. not say we that. We don't work out together. She we don't say, fucking work out together. She was, we either did we. She would say my back hurts. And I said, well, if you want, I can show no, you. No, I don't. Why I don't want yeah. you to show <laughs> I'm not asking you. And it's very hard to take advice from them. I will say. I still, it's hard I to still take will see her them. doing like tricep kickbacks in the gym. And it takes everything in me to not go over there and correct it. I went wrong. Next time she's in, next time she's in body shop and she's doing a kickback, I'm like, hey Nicole, you're doing that wrong. Don't you do that? No. <laughs> she uses lots of lots of. She would stab me. Advice: Don't just leave me alone. Yeah. Just, I don't. But this was also and that, the and, and that was, and I was very young and I was new into it, so I liked to offer advice. I don't want it. But that's just the face that like. Marcus is, uses the gym to decompress. Like, I don't want to feel like he's coaching me just as much as he doesn't want to feel like I'm coaching him in my area of expertise. You know what right. I mean? Right. Like, exactly. I think it is not that weird that we don't want to work out. Well, advice. I'm like, but sometimes I do. Sometimes I'll just straight up ask him. But, you know, besides all that, it's more so that everyone, A, I hate being called Mrs. Blank Flight. That's not even his last name. It's Blankenship. <laughs> And I will be called Mr. Blank Slate because he's had Blank Slate Fitness um, longer than we've had Body Shop. So yeah. Blank Slate Fitness has been around a long time, like seven years. And I'm like, A, I have a name, it's Tatiana. B, that's not his name, so whatever. The second thing- C, my name's Body Shop Mommy. No, like, and I, my Instagram <laughs> name is 
beside the point. It's just, I felt like my identity was completely erased, especially as he got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then as soon as Body Shop OP like opened up, I felt invisible, like seriously invisible. Um, if people would think that, oh, like they expect so much from you, it's more so that everything was focused on Caleb and even Holly um, because she was helping manage the gym and I was still working at a lab um, to help support like us financially so that we could continue to open the gym. And it was like, oh, yeah, the Blankenships talking about Caleb and Holly were opening this big gym. And I'm like, no, that's not, that's not a thing. And they're like, oh, who are you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I haven't had that experience, but yeah, that would bother me. Yeah, I felt completely invisible. Like it was, yeah. it was awful. And then after I wasn't invisible, and then our um like status almost got like well known to OP, um, and they figured out who his wife was because everybody would think that Holly was his wife. Um, it was the opposite. It was I felt so much pressure to look a certain way. And I didn't because I, again, like I worked long hours, I worked 10 hour shifts. I was in and out of a lab, like COVID was happening. So, you know, there was a lot of pressure on us in the medical field mm-hmm. and like your health is important, but like when you're like in and out with samples and just like, you don't have a lot of time to eat when you want to eat, you don't look the way you want to look. Yeah. So I was a little bit heavier, didn't work out as much. I wasn't at OP a lot. Um, but that, that just coincides with the whole invisibility meets not the highest expectation of what I should look like as the wife of a bodybuilder mm-hmm. owner. So I finally learned how to just be happy with myself. And as long as I love myself and I don't know, just you, you're, you're one for, for you're right on the head. I mean, I think it starts with the pressure felt along the way is different nowadays because I feel like I've gotten to a space and it sounds like you as well, where like, it's not the outside affirmations you're looking for. Like you feel really good with who you are on the inside. So I don't feel as much pressure as I once did to go to the gym and work out because of a body. It's more like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's a growing thing. And like, I feel like they both, from what I understand about your guys' relationship and what I know about our relationship have done a really good job of not ever being like, you need to get to the gym. You're putting on. Some right. Yeah. Well, you know I, I think I mean? she, she left out a really big part because, you know, there for a while. Um, um, there for a while, uh, you know, she felt like she couldn't do anything right or this or that. So she actually stopped working out for a long time. Um, yeah. And then right after the baby was born, you know, she had a little bit of extra weight on her just from like the baby. baby. Yeah. Uh, and breastfeeding yeah. and things like that. And, you know, she, I think at one point she refused to work out at any gym I went to because she could not go to the gym without someone talking to her because they knew who I was. And she felt like people were just constantly staring at her. And as she was like, why is she doing that like that? She should know better. Her husband does this for a living. Yeah. Oh, I before yeah. Body Shop, for sure. So before yeah. Body Shop, I was the ex- expectation of um, me to be a fitness trainer. I was like, that, I mean, like, just because you work as a lawyer, does that mean that your wife is a lawyer? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand that, though. I mean, Marcus loves to, like, try new gyms. And when I was at the peak of my fitness journey, I loved that, too, because I could walk in that gym and I was one of the more fit girls in the gym. 
And now when he makes his try new gyms, it's very hard for me because I'm like, I look like every other bitch in that room and I don't <laughs> like that. And I'm like, I don't, I don't enjoy that, Marcus. I don't, you fit in because you're this big buff muscular guy. I don't, I don't fit in. They're just like, who's this girl trailing along with him? Yeah. You know. And same with like, he loves to take pictures in the gym. And that's something that like, actually we really struggle with because we kind of get in tips with it because like over the last couple of years, my fitness journey has not been strong. I mean, it's, it's on and off, it's up and down. Right. And he'll be so excited that like, I wanted to come to the gym and I'm like, yes, and I'll have a good workout, but I won't feel good. I'll have a good workout, but I always go back to that. Nicole eight years ago, who was like smashing weights, like crazy. And I never feel quite as proud of my workout as I used to, which that is a mental game that I'm working through myself. But um, Marcus would be like, Nicole, before we leave, can we take a picture? And I'm like, I don't want to take a picture because I don't want to commemorate this. Like, you look great and fantastic. I feel like my thighs don't look good in the, in these leggings. You know what I mean? Yeah. It yeah. Took so much of me to even get here and have this workout. And now you want me to take a picture that I know you're going to post so like, I guess in a sense, I do feel pressure a little bit there, but I also understand it's his, me going to the gym with him, not even working out, but just sharing in with that is a love language for him. Mm-hmm. So I also try to understand that. And like, you see me at body shop when I'm there doing yoga a lot, because even if I'm not going to smash the weights, I still want to be, I know I want to go with him because I know it means a lot to him for me to right. go and just, that's one of my favorite things is especially when we go out of town and when we go to you gym there yeah i love that marcus as well it's not one of my favorite things yeah every time we travel somewhere i look for gyms and i because i'm not i don't know as much about the equipment so um i feel stupid i know what i know how to do and i know the equipment i am used to and i'm a bad bitch on that equipment don't get me wrong and i can you know i can leg press some weight but at the same time you're taking me to a new gym i don't know where anything is Mm -hmm. i don't know who anybody is i don't know like but they do. So they're like, oh, man, I saw this on YouTube. I know exactly what I'm doing. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, like anytime I walk into a new gym, I literally walk up and down every aisle. Yeah. But I, I also think it goes, I mean, a little a little step further, Tatiana and I both being women, both being women who I think, you know, without going into too much detail, just both come from situations where we've had mean girl moments, like where yeah. we struggled with other females. And so we are, I don't know. I can't speak for you, Tatiana, but that is a piece for me when I go to a new gym is I'm like, and I really try not to like do the whole, what do people think of me? I really try hard. And I feel like you too, but that is a vulnerable spot for me because I'm like, what are people thinking of me in this gym? And it takes me back to that time of my life where I did care a lot about that, you know, and, and I was able to let mean girls penetrate me a little bit more. So that's kind of, I mean, it's something that, I, it's something that clearly, if something makes you uncomfortable, you should dissect. And generally it's something from the past. You know what I mean? I also feel like we have a little bit more, and this is just my opinion, but guys, if they walk into a gym and they're buff, like they're automatically accepted. I feel like girls are the complete opposite. Um, Yes. Yes. Typically. I'm not saying all of them. Some are super nice and want to help you out. But most of the time it's girls almost like dissecting the gym and they're like, okay, which one do I need to watch? Oh, she doesn't have this outfit on she needs to have a sports bra on her abs need to be like on point her booty needs to be popping and if it's not 
you know, like you're the, you're the odd one out. So like yeah. you, like there's like a higher expectation for girls in the gym. That's just my opinion. I feel like yeah. guys can just work out and they're like, Oh man, that's not that bro. And it's like, no. girls are not like that. It's, yeah. it's more so like, Hey, hi, how are you? And the entire time they're kind of like side-eyeing you. Yeah. It's well, like, and you we know, all know some of these girls that have created such a bad mentality in the gym because they're bitches. They, they are in great shape and they're cocky as fuck. And it's like, you're making a bad name for so many women because people like you and there I are good ones out there. They're yeah. Right. People like you and I, when, when we were in our prime fitness, I can promise you, we weren't bitches. You know what I mean? They no. have had an aggressive workout face going on. Cause that's just a workout face. But like, I, I have numerous scenarios in the gym where there's been girls that I'm like, Marcus, if this bitch gives me one more dirty look, I'm throwing away. Yeah. yeah Cause as, as a, as a guy, it's like, like when I was like 280 to 290, like we could walk into any gym and it's like, you almost get like instant respect. Yes. Yes. Uh, but and for girls, girls it's just that. like, it's just, it's just catty. Like fitness girls are so hard. Like there are a lot of great ones, but it's like, there are just as many, if and not more. Honestly, those, that is a big thing for me. I mean, I am really lucky that the people I surrounded myself with in my heavier fitness gym era of my life were really great people and they're people I'm still friends with today. Um, but there were some that I was like, it, it just, it's, it's why I never got real deep into it because mm-hmm. right. I just didn't respect it. And that's not how I live my life in any way. You know what I mean? Right. You, yeah, I just, and I get, it's like a confidence thing for them. And I think generally, generally just a side note, in my opinion, I think girls who are the worst in the gym and mean and catty are usually the ones who've had the biggest glow up because now they're trying to overcompensate for feeling shitty for used to be feeling shitty. They used to feel bad about themselves. So now they're accidentally portraying this. I'm going to make other people feel bad about themselves because I feel great about myself now. But really those are women who really need to do like the self-work, like, yeah. You know, it, your body, your body goes away. Like you got to have like, a, you got to like fix what's in here. If you're going to like For be sure. a woman, you know? Yeah. And, and then I think, I think almost on the other end of the spectrum too, with people like me and Marcus, like I, I know I'm struggling really bad right now with my self image because, you know, after my show, I kind of like, I, I worked out like wait once a week and I really haven't had like a full week of dieting. Uh, and I just don't like the way I look. And it's like, with, how don't we match? Yeah. <laughs> With with fitness being talking about this too, actually, yeah, with Marks and I having fitness as like our our profession, and that's how we make a living. We feel an extra pressure to look a certain way and live up to a certain expectation, and when we don't, it's like it's the opposite. You know what I mean? It's like we're just extremely hard on ourselves to where it's like you guys can eat what you want, and you're you're okay with it. You may like complain about something here and there, but you're okay with that balance. Versus like us, it's like as soon as we eat it off, it's like oh, we look like shit. You know what I mean? Like. We had our baby shower Sunday. We ate pizza that night. And I already told Tucker on the way home, I was like, do not cook dinner for me. I will be on my meals. It's just, it's almost the opposite end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and you, I think you both have a very, very similar yet different story. You know, Marcus is 5'7". He's not a big, a big guy. He has to try to be big. You have genetics that you were a thicker guy for a lot of your life. So like- I had to try to not be obese. try to be fit. So like yeah. you both- Yes, you both look great. You come to the stage great, but I'm not so sure people realize like you guys have to work really hard. Like, yes, Marcus preps, preps are pretty decent, but that's because Marcus essentially stays on a meal plan all year long. Like he doesn't come off a meal plan. And Mm -hmm. for, I mean, he's always in the gym. He's always in the gym working. 
yes, for the eight years I've known him, yes, he, when we go on vacation, he does what he wants, but like he still maintains hitting a certain amount of protein. When we were in Europe, he went down to the fish market and bought fish every day just so he could start his day with making sure he was getting the right amount of protein. It was delicious, but but that way he could have pasta desserts, whatever, wine, whatever the hell he wanted, but he still maintained his protein and his water. So like that is something that I've really taken away from him is that like, and I think a lot of people think at this point, you guys might just have it really easy, but it's like, even if you're not competing, you guys both have genetics working against you that you can't just fuck around. What did you say the other day? You were like, oh, she's like, I feel so bad for you. She's like, it must really suck that like, you can't just kind of eat like a normal person for a couple of weeks without putting yeah. on like, because kind of even I like, can eat normal for a couple of weeks and be fine. Like, I can't, I have to stay on it all the time. Yeah, and I he, have good genetic metabolism. You know what I mean? Like my dad is six four and a string bean. So like I have good genetic metabolism and I can just eat sometimes what I want. Yeah. You know? Right. But I I definitely I feel like you guys should talk about how the pressure is now that both of your careers, because both of your careers have gotten to a spot where like they're paying the bills, like, you know, Marcus just quit his teaching career and this is our, his full-time job now, you know, you guys just opened gym. Like, I feel like you guys should talk about a little bit, the pressure you guys have because, and how you relate that into our marriages and still maintaining and being active husbands and involved with us. I think, I think that's an important topic. Let's turn the tables, Tatiana. I like it. You want to go first, Marcus? You want me to go first? Yeah, because Marcus, I feel like you haven't really contributed. You got it. Yeah. You got it. I'm no, just listening. He's doing the yeah. lean back. Look, he's leaning back, Nicole. Yeah, Nicole. He's leaning yeah, back. Yeah, because what's going to happen is it's going to be, wow, his wife really just took the entire conversation. So I need you to just <laughs> contribute a little more. That's all right. Tatiana doesn't want to talk, so I've just been talking, so... You can talk a, yeah, you guys have done a great yeah. 50-50. It's yeah. just been me talking on this end. You're a talker. This is you. Yes, That's baby. Good. But I want to, this is your podcast. I want to yeah. hear. We invited you guys on. What was the question? What was the question? I could kill him. How do you feel like now that this is your full-time livelihood? Like, do you feel, what's the pressure you're feeling with the job versus your body versus maintaining, like being a present husband slash dad for Caleb? Like, I well, how I, are you balancing everything? I feel way better now that I'm not 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 teaching anymore because I actually have time in the day to devote to everything and not just leaking energy all over the place. So if you had asked me this question three months ago, it would have been a completely different answer with it. I but, feel like okay, I'm interrupting you for two seconds. I feel like I feel like the the last couple of years of Marks and I of him having two jobs, it almost felt like he was in a, a two three year prep, yeah. like. Yeah. The scheduling we had to have, the communication we had to have. I mean, oh, I mean, it was it was great because like that was we had a lot of extra money to like vacation and stuff with. And I feel very thankful for that. And it has set us up in a really healthy spot right now. But but it was a lot. And I don't think I realized how hard it was but just, until I now. Mean, in my opinion, they're like going through prep and going through. I mean, you guys went through some tough years going through the years that, you know, financially weren't necessarily tough, but just like the stress and managing everything. Mm-hmm. Um you develop skills and organization and routines and systems that are in place that keep you so successful during that time. So now transitioning to not having that full-time job on top of what I'm doing it. I have way more hours in the day. I have way more flexibility with it. So like, I feel a lot less pressure with that type of stuff in terms of the physique and how I feel about that kind of pressure. It's yeah. Like, like right now I feel softer. I am softer, 
but I'm all, it's for a purpose. And that's what, as a coach, I have to, you know, tell my clients that you trust that process. If we're going through a growing phase, you got to trust the process. You got to be okay with being a little bit softer than general. Uh, you know, I like being able to be photo shoot ready in a week's notice, you know, shit like that. So there is that difficulty with it. And then me just always being, Do you feel like you've created an identity with your body. I think, I think I have, I think I've gotten away from it a little bit more. So now, like now I post just a lot more about my clients where it used to be posting a lot more about my journey and my own fitness life. And then just a little bit more client work. So like now that I've got, I've, I've put the spotlight much more on my clients it's helped take it off of me. But I still like, if I go to the pool and I say, Hey, I'm a trainer. And I feel soft, even though I'm still leaner. That's why I just have to remind myself in the moment that I'm still leaner than, yeah, I'm still in better shape than 99% of people, even at my absolute worst. So I'm, I got to be okay with, with that kind of softness with it. But I mean, I definitely struggle with that, that kind of balance with that side of things. Yeah. The, the game of emotions. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it's just recognizing that I feel that way in the moment and then talk myself through that, uh, which I think it's just a, a, a component of just being super reflective. Caleb, what about you? I'm scared to talk. Apparently, I've been just been talking over. So, okay. uh, I asked yeah. starting to hurt. If I sit too long, I start getting uncomfortable. But yeah, ever yeah. since yeah. pregnancy. No, I yeah, I do feel a lot of pressure with it. Uh, if I lose one client, I'm like kind of stressed out. Um, yeah, I feel that pressure. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Business pressures. Okay. I got you. Uh, I would, I would say I'm opposite of Marcus. I would say I almost sometimes don't have enough time today. Um, especially with Lisa, I'm opening and I feel like I'm constantly doing something like I run from appointment to appointment some days or meeting to meet. like literally today I've scheduled minute by minute. Um, and that can be hard sometimes, or I'm getting meetings with managers or like right now contractors or something like that. So Hopefully it lines up a little bit. Um, I don't, I, I do kind of like my new schedule because I've been kind of working at home uh, till like 10, 11 o'clock and then I'm leaving. So I am working later. Like I work till about eight o'clock every night now, but it's since I'm home in the morning, it doesn't feel as bad. I don't know right. what you say. Yeah. I talk now. <laughs> um, but I wouldn't say I really feel like it, I, I do feel a lot. I struggle very much with my body identity. Um, I don't think I ever made a body image because I felt like my physique was never good enough to build my business off of that. I feel like I've had to rely mainly on knowledge and um, results, not to say take anything away from Marcus. You know, I mean, he's very knowledgeable and yeah, he's, yeah. he's very good at what he does. But I feel like if you have a decent physique, it can go a long ways um, in, in building your business. So it was a little slower. Uh, but I do really struggle with body image issues. Like I yeah, don't, I don't like to take my shirt off in the pool. Um, I feel very uncomfortable with it. I, I don't like to wear cutoffs in the gym because I feel like I don't look like a gym owner should. Um, I don't even like to not wear a shirt in the house because I don't like to see my stomach. Um, so I would say I probably have unhealthy body image issues, um, but not to the point to where I'm like restricting myself. Like yeah. if I want something, I'm going to eat it. I'll bitch about it later. <laughs> Uh, and she'll call me out on that a lot of times. Um, but I just, you know, I'm, I'm getting back into things now. A lot of times with me lately, it's, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this. And like yesterday, it was like, I think everything went wrong yesterday. And then I had to go out to Lee Summit at like 630 last night to fix a couple cables. So it's like, 
uh, I wasn't able to work out to like eight. And then I only had like 30 minutes to work out because I didn't want to get home too late. Um, so a lot of times it's like, I feel like I fall behind because my days run longer than what they should. And my most expendable thing is my training. So then I miss my training. And then it's like, I have to, so I have to try really hard to try to get those sessions in. Um, but when I do get those sessions in, I'm like 10 times better on my food and mentally I'm in a much better spot. For um, him, I definitely think it's a mental game. Yeah. I just like, think it's like dominance. Like even I when I prep, I don't like to take my shirt off. I just, I hate my physique and I hate the way I look. Uh, I, so it's, I, it's honestly hard for me about to you This last prep of how critical you are of yourself. And I, I it was surprising. And, and I, cause I just, I think it, it and I'm in the life with another person who's also very critical on themselves, but like, I think it's easy. And this is why I wanted to bring it up is I think it's easy for people who are listening to this podcast who are in, in the fitness world, or maybe aspiring to be in the fitness world to think like, Oh, you two don't have stress on this. Like you guys are in great shape. You don't worry about this, but it's so important to me. Like the mental health of men and men in fitness industry is talked about because it's a big thing. I mean, it's why people overdose on body enhancing drugs because and hurt themselves in the long run because of them trying to beat this mental stigma. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's important to talk about. Yeah. And I feel like I feel a lot of pressure with the businesses. Like I put a lot of pressure on myself with the businesses. Like I usually have at least one meltdown for opening. Yeah. I want them to just be perfect. I want them to be great. I want to please everyone. I know yeah. that's not possible. Um, but I think it comes from a background of like, a small town, blue collar, like, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't go to college. So people like, they talk shit. They don't think you're able to do anything. So it's like, you feel this pressure to thrive in your life. You have a lot to prove. Fitness and business. I want my get thriving life. Marcus didn't uh, get it right over his head. It took both of us a second. It took both of us a second. It's like, I'm, I'm, you know, I look, I'm looking at reports. I'm looking at this. Like, why are we down $500 this month? Like, that's not okay. Um, you know, it's like, Where's the spending coming from? Like, we need to be on this. What are we doing to correct this? And it's like, I very much will work 24-7 if Tatiana doesn't pull me back. Um, but she's very good at checking my shit and pulling me back. I've been doing it a long time. <laughs> I think that's part of the journey together of, like, being in a fitness journey together is checking each other. And maybe in the very beginning with relationships, it just starts as, you know, the, the balance of you're in prep and we're dating and you still need to make sure you're maintaining dates with me, but it goes all the way into what you're saying, opening businesses together and having businesses together and families together and like being able to check and balance each other. And I feel like just props to both of you. I mean, that's something that I've, when Marcus first started telling me about you and I started learning more about you, I really respected because you are one of the, I don't know very many men that can balance the way Marcus balances and you are one of them. And I think you know, and it makes me instantly have respect for you, but also respect for Tatiana, because I know behind every man who has a good balance, he has a woman encouraging him to have that good balance. And so, you know, I instantly gained from learning about you guys respect without even knowing you guys, because, you know, both of you just, you remind me a lot of what I really look for in my relationship as well, of just hardworking, but also not going to take the shit, but also hold each other accountable and build each other up. And I think that's, the biggest takeaway anyone can take in having a relationship in fitness with someone in fitness is it's a give and take and it's all about building each other up, not making. Yeah, I like what you said, because even like as a spouse, I definitely feel like when people think 
checking them, it's like a negative term. It's actually not because we're checking them for their mental health because at the end of the day, like money is money and like it it come and goes, but I need his mental health to like stay. I need his physical health to be okay. Cause, um, a lot goes into prepping and, you know, if, um, well, you know, but not everybody knows between the dieting and whatever, all the stuff that they do, um, it can take a turn for the worse if you're not careful. And as their spouse, you need to make sure that they're there for themselves and that we want them around 50 years from now. So this show that's eight weeks away, 10 weeks away, it's not worth like murdering yourself because it, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, we just need you healthy and here mentally. Um, and just, yeah, that's it. Yeah, agreed. I think I think top down is really good. I mean, I feel like I'm not that balanced. Uh, I feel like the you know definitely top down it keeps me as balanced as I can be. Um, but I think I've gotten better at recognizing when I'm not balanced, mm-hmm. and I'll thank her for like not getting mad at me. Uh, so like, you know, there were times where like, I mean, there was like a month where I signed up like five clients a week, and I was like just in the week, and I had to work a little extra or getting least summit open. I was going like every weekend for like eight weeks you know what i mean it's like she understands at times where like we have to be unbalanced Mm -hmm. as long as she makes me uh not recognize but she lets me know that as soon as this is done like the balance will be you 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 show up she's set the standard that you are going to show up in other ways she'll give you some slack now but you'll show up later and same with marcus like and he's been that for me. I mean, not even talking about fitness, just in my life when I have not shown up for us for a period of time because of maybe mental health issues or whatever. I mean, when 2020 happened, my mental health was shit, like shit. And that's why I started going to therapy. And I was not a great, I mean, I wasn't a present wife. I wasn't, that's when my fitness started tanking. I mean, just everything started tanking for me. And Marcus allowed, not allowed is the wrong word, but Marcus gave me the grace to like, go invest in myself and time and gave me time to understand what I needed. And, and now, you know, I'm in a much better health, mental health place and our relationship is thriving better than it ever has. So, so like your lives are thriving. thriving, Our lives are thriving. Got it that time. Yes. (laughs) So, so it's just, I just feel like that's just the theme of it all. I mean, when you're joining in, when you're joining in with, you know, someone who's in a fitness lifestyle, you, you don't have to be a fitness person also. But you have to have the mindset of a fitness person of growing, building, getting better, improving, being recognizing, supportive. being supportive, recognizing your weaknesses and improving on them. It doesn't have to just be the body. You know what I mean? And I think once I realized that, I was like, I stopped really feeling pressure to look a certain way because Marcus or anyone, any reason. You know what I yeah. mean? So. I, I think Tatiana makes me be a better parent too because it's like, she checks me on small things or it's like, it was a couple of weeks ago, you had to go in for a session. I was like, all right, let's go. And you're like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm going with you. Do you have work to do at the gym? No. Then you can stay here with your son. I was like, play a board game with but, him. But you, do don't, but you don't want us to come with you? No, you can stay here. Yeah. Yeah, he okay. needs some one-on-one daddy time. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, we can't speak to that, but I'm excited to see that. I'm, kind of finishing us off like with the whole like balancing lifestyle for your family and your kids I feel like we've talked a lot about balance but um we're excited and I feel like we can't really talk a ton about it so we'll finish off with you guys but um 
We're you excited. guys are gonna be great parents. Thank you. Thank you. We're we're really excited to find a balance with, you know, and I I, I think the biggest thing for both of us is that's gonna be interesting and add to this, please. But um I feel like we are the when we recognize something is off, we want to fix it immediately. And I think when she gets here and she's a newborn, I'm just trying to get my head around the fact that like our whole routine and life and world is going to be off and we can't fix it. It just is what it is for a while. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to probably be a hard challenge for us to, I think it's a hard challenge for everyone, but especially for us who we see a problem, we fix it, we move on, you know, it's going to be interesting to find balance for us in those first time new parent years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think for you as well, because Nicole always struggles seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. That's why preps are really hard for her. And that's why like she lets it all go right before I step on stage, because even though we know that it's about to come to an end, it just feels like everything is happening all at once. I'm, a bit, of a, I'm a bit of a pessimist. Yeah. So kind of, you know, same thing with baby stuff. You know, when we raised, raised boss as a puppy, it was like the puppy stage was just never going to end. And it's like, why the hell we get a dog? I mean, same thing with that. Yeah. And then really that just, I was like, to, for the first month I was like, let's take him back. Yeah. I don't think I want to do let's this. The, so. the practice of our, of our communication though, and being able to, um, I mean, politely check one another and just recognize that, Hey, you're feeling a little bit of, you know, out of balance. And then just having that, that talk with and being open with those feelings, which, you know, as you mentioned, Caleb, it's, if we can recognize that we're out of balance faster and faster and faster each time, like, and it's not taking us weeks or months at a time to really recognize that. And we're noticing it more closer to the moment. It allows us to get back, you know, get, get, get back in balance, get back to feeling our best in a, in a way faster fashion. We don't get in trouble as much. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you guys finish this off. Like what are some ways that have worked for you guys with balancing parenting and a healthy lifestyle? Like how do you introduce that to Max? Not talking. Not talking. I really don't know. You don't know. I don't know. You talk. Like, have you guys been able to like, because this is what I'm curious about, because I was a picky fucking eater, like, and I would only eat macaroni and cheese, hot dogs, yogurt. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? Like, have you guys been able to like introduce him to varieties of food and he enjoys it? Like, how do you teach that? Like, actually, that's a question for me um, <laughs> because I do the cooking. So surprisingly uh i did not expect this you the babies eat everything like very few things they won't eat like for some reason maximus did not like peas never did never wanted him but he would eat anything like i mean this baby when i finally um got him off of breast milk and formula uh and we got to foods he would do blueberries he would do squash he would do asparagus and salmon like whatever that kind of comes more around like two to three years old. And everybody talks about like how hard the newborn phase is. And in my opinion, it's just a lack of sleep. It's mm-hmm. not really the newborn phase that's hard. It's the twos and threes. Like the babies are easy. You're just tired. The babies are easy. You're just tired. Um, threes were the hardest, I feel like. Like when they're walking, they and they have a little bit of a personality and opinion and they're like i'm not eating that and they're just like stuffing it away but like you can't force it down their throat and then you're right they're like chicken nuggets macaroni and cheese pizza and i'm like how when i fed you fruits vegetables and rice and salmon i did all this stuff for you and your baby and now all of a sudden you don't like it anymore and you only want this I don't even know why that happens i can't tell you does he eat a variety or is he in his picky phase of life um, he's very 50, 50 now. So we've worked on it. I've done a lot of different researching. I've snuck 
vegetables in. Vegetables are the hardest thing for him. So I have to sneak them in. I steam them and puree them and put them into like his macaroni cheese. I will put it into spaghetti. Um, He won't even know, like there's a soup that he likes and it's packed. The broth is, it's onion, celery, carrots, boiled, pureed. um, And that's literally the sauce slash broth that he thinks that he likes. That's cheese and it's not. So you got to get in. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he, I'll get them in, but like, I have to sneak them in fruits. He will eat any kind of fruit there is except for a blueberry. For some reason, I think it's because some are sweet and some are sour. uh, Blueberries used to be his favorite. Yeah. I think it's the distrust in them now. Yeah. He got (laughs) a couple bad ones and he's like, I'm he's like, this that. is stupid. Yeah, like besides that, the fruits yeah. are fine. Protein's fine. Grains are fine. Um, the veggies is what we struggle with at six years old. But I feel like that's just everybody. If That seems normal. Yeah. Try to, try to limit the process who's as much as we can. I mean, he is a kid, yeah. so it's like it's going to happen. But, yeah. you know, every morning he typically starts breakfast with a couple eggs. And we fry him in like magna oil or butter. Uh, toast and like some type of fruit um and then at night we probably struggle the most because that's when he just wants to eat and we're balanced right now we're kind of struggling with like when to say no um so he's like i'm hungry and it's like okay do you want a banana no i want chips okay well you're not really that hungry then yeah he loves fruit so it's like after dinner we try to limit like his snacks to fruit whether it's pineapple strawberries bananas oranges something like that that's a good Um, parenting tip yeah, we really try to, and he doesn't, for a long time, he wasn't allowed sodas, Um, but even so now, he doesn't really like them. Like, he'll try one every now and then, but, like, we hate when we see, like, and no offense to anyone who does this, but we hate when we see, like, two-year-olds, like, chugging Sprite. Yeah. From their sippy um, cup. I'm like, sippy it, there's just no value to it. Well, so, then, like, at this day and age, it's like, okay, our parents get a pass. They didn't really know. But I feel like right. at this day and age, we know. Like, no. We know. At least if, if you want to give them something tasty, make it apple juice or something. Like, it's, it's Yeah, tasty, we, do, you know? we do a lot of, like, whole juices. We don't yeah. need cocktails, so it's, like, apple or orange typically. Yeah. Uh, we get like the honest food boxes that are like, or apple the juice boxes, juice yeah. boxes that are like actually like just juice. Uh, cause you guys don't realize how much is in that stuff. Like we swapped, uh, his craft mac and cheese for Annie's because like you can yeah. actually read all the ingredients and understand them. Yep. So we try to do the best we can, um, more time. taking more time, learning more, reading more labels. And, um, so I would say it's, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no I had a follow-up question. Continue what you were yeah, saying. Yeah, no, ask, because I didn't really know where I was going. How do you how do you guys feel like you've introduced him to fitness? I mean, other than I know you own a gym and he can come to the gym. So, like, for us, we don't own a gym. I know we know you guys, and you'd be fine with it. But let's say we didn't have that situation. Like, how, how do we introduce her to fitness? How do we, you know, lead this balanced lifestyle of Marcus still getting his alone time at the gym, but also teaching her that like being strong is powerful you know what I mean so this is actually a really uh, difficult question for the answer for everybody but I will say in the beginning we struggled a lot because uh Caleb since he's in the fitness industry um to provide income wise I would take on the role at staying home with Bubba a lot so um he needs that alone time he can't have a six-month-old on him while he's benching like it's just not and then 
uh, daycares a lot, the ones that do offer daycares, there's a lot of stipulations with them. Not only do they charge you more for a monthly gym membership, which sometimes people can't afford, um, but they call you every time they have a messy diaper, which if you're in the middle of a PR, you don't have time to go down and change a dirty diaper. Um, you have to bring food with them. And if they can't feed them food and they're fussing too much, they also call you down to come get them. So it's not honestly, the daycare part um, isn't even that helpful. So I feel like you kind of have to, especially when they're underneath the age of two, you kind of have to like pick and choose who's going to go to the gym and who's going to watch the baby. That's what worked best for us. Um, when they get a little bit older and they're a little bit more self-sufficient, maybe pull-ups or they are potty trained and they can have like a tablet or coloring book or blocks and they can kind of stay in somewhat of vicinity of an area or stay in the daycare area, then it becomes more beneficial and it's not a big deal. But I feel like underneath the age of two, it's a really hard struggle to get your workout in and have a baby. Um, I felt like I really sacrificed on that end for him so that he could continue to be, to do what he does best. And Max wouldn't interfere with that. So yeah. And then I don't know if that actually helped any or if that was just depressing. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense. Well, and, and like, for me, I know with being a woman, Tatiana, you'll understand this, like, and us both having girls on the way, like it's, it's important to me that she knows as she ages that like mommy does this to be strong and healthy. Mm-hmm. Mommy doesn't do this because mommy is worried about her weight. Like right. I, I'm, and I guess maybe you haven't had a girl yet, so you haven't crossed this bridge quite yet, but it's, so maybe we're both just learning this, but I, it's really, it's really important to me to like, not talk about weight in front of her and talk about being strong in front of her, you know, and I think that's a really good way to go. I definitely would say that you should do that. I know with Maximus, it's actually, is more for you on that term. Um, he does look up to a lot of the guys in the gym and you'll see him trying to do like a front double bicep. And he's been doing that since he was four. <laughs> and I love Hello. that. I, I don't see any world where he's not in the gym wanting to work out interested in the, the gym, yeah. as he gets older. Like it'll continue to progress with that. Cause stuff. your dad did that. Right. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I think I, it's I, fun. I didn't get to sit there necessarily and watch him work out, but I got to go to the gym. I didn't really like going to the daycare and shit at the gym, but it was kind of part of my, my lifestyle and going with that. And then everything I did with that was usually some sort of fitness related thing. Like we were some sort of active with it. I mean, uh, you attribute your dad a lot to your beginning years of oh, fitness because definitely. of his lifestyle habits. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'd go to the, like Gold's when it used to have the basketball court uh, there in Merriam and watch him play until I got, until he, that manager eventually said, Hey, he can't, he can't come in here anymore. Cause I almost got injured because a, a dude went flying into the wall and like landed right next to me. And they're like, get the fucking kids out of here. Get the kid He's out. Like two years old. He probably shouldn't be in here right now. But those are but obviously I, cool. Memories yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it comes naturally. I feel like they just see and they do like, yeah. you know, we had pictures of Max like hitting a twisting front double bicep because I'm doing it like practicing my posing. Yeah. Uh, he wants to walk on the treadmill and he wants to do small right. things. He tries to do curls and, and he, he loves the seated leg curl or the pull-up machine because he can do those. Yeah. Um, but we don't try to force it on him. I mean, we do try to make sure he's active. So, yeah. you know, I try my best to like, Hey, do you want to play catch? Do you want to do this? Oh, we're going to go outside and play or something like that. It is hard. Cause I think like he's still at the age where you can't really like force him to do anything. I think when he's like eight, I'll probably start doing like some, 
squats or some like small deadlifts or sandbag carries or something like that to try to get him a little more interested in like instructional. Um, but for right now, he, he very much, he, he says he's strong. He shows you his muscles. Yeah. Um, he's into it without having to like force him into it. So yeah. I think it's really important not to force him into it. Yeah. How would you say we balanced everything? Take, it sounds like taking turns, really. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, have we even figured that out? <laughs> yeah. Well, and now that you're adding a second I mean, one, that's going to change the whole dynamic. Yeah. To the best of our ability, I think it's, it, a lot of it comes with me, like recognizing, like, I can't go train when I want to, you know, the eating schedule may be a little off and that's okay. Uh, if you have to push something to the next day, it's not the end of the world. Um, I, I think as far as our relationship goes, you know, we make sure to take one mom and dad vacation a year. Yes. Whether it's like two days, three days a week, we try to like get away and reconnect. Um, because in, in my eyes, and, and a lot of people may not agree with this, but I, I feel like mine and Tatiana's relationship is more important than our relationship with our kids. Yeah. Not the fact that I don't love my kids, but if I or we want to provide them with a great example of what a relationship is, how are we going to do that if we don't continuously date and work on ourselves yeah. you know we don't want to just be roommates and then our kids move out and hate each other we right. we talk about that a lot i i feel like our relationship with ourself is first our relationship with our marriage is second and then our relationship with our child will naturally come yeah. you know what i mean if you're good with you and you're good with your significant other you're going to be a great parent right like right yeah and i i feel like i don't know yeah i don't really know if we have balance yet i think it's I think you guys will have an easier time with him. We did when we first started, you know, with Marcus working from home, basically 90% of the time now, it's like having someone readily available to be able to do something is very nice. Yeah. Um, you know, for you, I think it'll be Marcus because it's like with him working from his laptop, he can do that wherever he needs. Yeah. You have to be at Amelia's. Yeah. Uh, I can, uh, I you can know, pause for, up and set it down and come back to it later. Yeah, for us, it was like she was the one that was doing that, and I had to be at Worlds because it was like if I wasn't training and we weren't making money, yeah. we weren't eating. Yeah. So I think the roles will be reversed a little bit there, but it's like I, I look forward to that a little bit because I think naturally, as the mom, you sometimes feel like it's like breast, especially during like breastfeeding years. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I don't know, but I'm thinking I'm gonna feel like I'm doing a lot because I'm the one who's delivering the body to the baby every day you know what I mean so I think it'll be a nice checks and balance system to feel like I can leave the house and go to work and he's got it you know what I mean even though he's still working and providing for us also but I think it'll be good for our dynamic to not have feelings of like frustration or resentment I think one of the biggest things is checking each other as parents it goes back to that checking yourself uh definitely i just it's more so and also checking in on them so just because one is doing more of the stay at home and you're like oh you got it like also checking in on their mental health as well like because it can be a lot babies are just a lot so you know it's just i feel like little things can go a long ways like you know i feel awful sometimes because it always happens on my busy days like something always have an awful day and like she's like I don't want to say complaining to me, but she's venting to me. Venting. And it's yeah. like, as soon as I get home, I'm like, all right, I got it. Go bathe, go take your time, read, do what you need to do. I got it from here. Or, um, you know, if one of us is mad, it's like sometimes the other parent needs to step in and give that parent their time. Cause that parent needs to walk away or the kid may die. 
um yeah. you know or it's yeah, like there's just, been times you're at your there's been times where i said things to max i probably shouldn't have or tatiana said things she shouldn't have just had a frustration and it's, i think it's that parent's responsibility to check that parent yeah like that no i mean breastfeeding's a whole yeah a lot going on with hormones and your mental yeah. health and the, like are you providing enough is it sufficient enough like there's a whole, and then if you can't, you know, some women never produce or they don't produce enough and the supplement and they feel guilty about it because they're not unable to breastfeed. So there's so much in it. Oof. Yeah. Well then like, you know, Tatiana said, checking in on your partner's mental health. Um, you know, Tatiana had really bad postpartum and, and I, I don't feel like her doctor, I think we both feel like this, her doctor did not do enough yeah. to check in. Oh, well, yeah, I, that, I don't know if that, I could necessarily say that he failed me, but I was definitely, um, he missed some major signs uh, in the hospital, even like, yeah, like even like leaving, like he asked me right before we left, I guess I was crying too much. And he was like, do we need to talk about the baby blues now? And I was like, I didn't even know Let's what call like, it baby blues. Let's call it what it is. Postpartum. But I, I, she, she I didn't get the words out at the age of 20. I didn't even know, like I, we already explained all this, but yeah. I was so young. I was like, what are you talking about? Baby blues. Like I thought he was trying to be funny and make me laugh. Yeah, And he wasn't, he was actually asking about postpartum depression and he didn't even explain what it was. And I was like, no, I'm fine. Yeah. And then I had my checkup and are you thinking about hurting yourself and this and that? And you're like, whoa, no, like I would never hurt my baby. I would never hurt myself. Like, but they don't ask you like, are you sad? Like every time you feed, are you crying? Like, well, do you feel insufficient as a mother, even though you're doing everything you can? Like, so there's a lot. I feel like asking you spouse cases, not the middle yeah. cases. Well, yeah. and and they'll ask the spouse to leave the room so they can ask those questions. But I feel like if you're honestly, your spouse is almost needed because you caught it more than my doctor did. Yeah, that was a hard conversation because Tatiana's baby blues came out as anger, not as so much sad. Like she was sad, but it was almost anger directed towards me. Um, and I remember she's like, I don't know how you like stayed with me. And I just tried to like, reminder that I'm like hey I know this wasn't you this was like this situation so like one thing I say to a lot of couples is like as the guy I feel like the guy needs to be like the thermostat in the relationship and like when our girls are going crazy and psycho on us it's like it's up to us to kind of take that deep breath and like take that extra split second before you respond because it's like this is going to go really good or really bad and it all depends on my response so like if Tatiana's going ballistic on me if I wanted to respond the way I wanted to respond, it would blow up even worse. But it's and like, I'd respond nobody, nobody. And there's even been times where like Tatiana seen me about to explode on her. And I remember one night it was, she was at the top of the staircase and I was at the bottom and she said something to me. And I like went to yell and I had to walk away and I came back in like five seconds. And then I said calmly what I wanted to say, but it could have like, and this was like 3am. I mean, it yeah. was like, it was bad, but you know, it, it took me kind of like having to recognize that with Tatiana and having that hard conversation like, hey, like, I think we need to go to the doctor. Yeah. Because, and she's like, I'm not fucking crazy. I'm like, I'm not saying you're crazy. crazy. But it's like, I think we need to do something because you're just very angry and this isn't normal. Um, yeah. And that's a hard conversation to have for her and me. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Yeah. Because she thought I was just calling her crazy. Yeah. Really, but that's not but what seeing, I mean. Seeing your partner's mental health in my opinion, it goes far beyond baby things, you know, like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, that's just, I feel like kind of, essentially because 
catching on this whole time. Yeah, because there would be nights where Tatiana would just cry. Like, I wouldn't even know. I'd be asleep and she would just hold the baby and cry. For like hours. Yeah. yeah, you clearly had postpartum depression. <laughs> yep, but, just... but now, you know, this time you kind of maybe, I, I do feel like postpartum, just as someone looking inward, um, you postpartum is much more talked about now than just six years ago. You yes. know, like there's much more resources and so many more women coming out and being open about their experiences and not feeling shameful and, and it seems like there's a much more supportive group for helping you get through that. Right. And it could happen to anyone, you know, it's what I'm understanding is it could happen to the most happiest of women. It just, it's just your hormones are just doing this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, you just, yeah. So having, I think in general, whether it's having a baby, whether it's building a business, whether it's like, you know, doing a fitness competition, bodybuilding, anything. Like, I just think the key is like communicating, seeing each other for what you are in your vulnerable states and not judging them, but being there for them. Right. Is really the biggest key to any success of any topic when it comes to any type of relationship. But I agree. I totally agree. All right. I agree. Agreed. Well, we all agree. Perfect. The world is solved. All right, y'all. All right. Thanks for being on here. Yeah, that was a good one, man. We at like a two-hour mark about. Good Lord, that's why I'm hungry. I have to pee so bad. I've been holding it. Yeah. It just went. It's okay. I know, but I didn't want to mess up. I didn't want to fuck anybody up on their train of thoughts. No, just here. You can go right here. Oh, right here. Yeah. I'm not very that that point of pregnancy yet. I hope I don't have to get to that. <laughs> Uh, have you sneezed and peed yourself yet? Not yet. So I'm hoping that means the pelvic floor is holding tight at the moment, hopefully. I don't know we'll do that. I'll be like, you all right over there? I think I just beat a little. It's a little dribble dribble. It's not like... But I also hear with your second one, you're more prone to that because you just... You've had birth before. You've given I birth guess, before. Yeah, we're going to say it's that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll also, see. Also, it's like, here lately, she's been such a pain in the butt. Not her, but the baby. It's like... Anytime we try to have any type of sexy time, it's just like she gets Braxton Hicks. Braxton Hicks. So like yesterday, uh, yesterday we were like semi getting rolling. I was like, yeah, already. She's like, no, oh, I didn't pay. I'm like, I'm like, baby, this is so hot right now. Like, uh, he was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And then after like the third one, I was like, oh, okay, well we're done. Uh, yeah. I'm just gonna Let's just wrap now. this up. <laughs> it's not yeah. quite a turn on feeling like I'm hurting yeah. you. Well, that's exciting. Right. To look forward to. Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> Max used to dive down there, like. Yeah, he would push it. Push it. Oh my god! And I'm like, yeah. Get out! This is my space. Yeah, yeah. He was all. He was pushing hard on your body. Yeah, so it makes you like clench up, and it's like get get out. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. I'm starting to feel her kind of like. The movements are getting stronger. It's not full blown this yet, but it's also not just flutters anymore. And I can feel when she moves over my bladder because I instantly I'm like, I gotta fucking pee. Uh-huh. And these early Braxton hicks where it's not it doesn't hurt. It's not like cramping, but it's just like tightening. tightening and it's so uh-huh. weird. it's the weirdest uh-huh. sensation. Like I don't know how to even describe it. Mm-hmm. I always have to pee after that. Always. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes. I-, I love when you're hungry but you can't eat. Oh, Oh, all yeah. the time. I think her feet are like in my 
really sure, but I'm eating and I'm full, but I'm not full. I'm like, yeah. there is room in there, but there's not room like, in She's there. like, I'm so hungry, but I, I'm so full. I'm like, How I can't I breathe. Mean, I'll be starving and then I'll start eating and then I'm just nauseous. And I'm like, uh, never mind. Gone. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's great fun. All right. All right. Toodaloo, friends. All right, bye, bye, guys. See y'all. Have a good day. Bye. Got a pee.